Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Houseman. Take your shoes off. If you'd like to keep your hat on, take your jacket off. Whatever you want to do, we have the coat rack over here. And, of course, the fire is going here in the fireplace. And sitting next to it here today in the living room inside House of Wrestling, our very good friend, 20-plus year veteran WWE referee, Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today on House of Wrestling. No, always a pleasure, buddy. Good catching up with you. Not just about wrestling, but just hanging out. Kind of a <laughs> kind of a continuation of last week. As you know, we had Wei Ting and John Pollock on uh, for Post Wrestling World in your neck of the woods of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And now we have you here. It's, it's Toronto Takeover. Well, it's a Canadian thing. Well, there was a Toronto Takeover this past weekend with uh, AEW, you know, and, you know, good on them. They had good showing. Entertaining, entertaining weekend. Unfortunately, I couldn't attend the uh, the pay per view due to a family uh, function that I was ob- obligated to attend. But uh, hey, you know you know how it is. You want to stay married. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> I'd like to stay married for sure. I have a lovely wife. She's in the other room. She's very supportive, hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it wasn't just Forbidden Door. You guys had Collision on Saturday night as well. Right. And living up to the name bizarro world right in chicago huge cheers for cm punk but he comes to toronto what what's what's up is it just a, is it are you guys pro elite why why the hate in toronto I, I think it's more to do with kenny omega because here in toronto it's like everybody from mm. canada is a baby face sure. even even if you're from calgary alberta canada because you, you have to name the city the province and the country when you're introducing someone from Canada, especially in the WWE, like Bret Hart, when he was a heel elsewhere, he was always cheered in Canada, you know, and stuff like that. So I think maybe it has to do more with Kenny Omega being from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I got it. That makes a lot of sense. I guess it's, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily think of Kenny Omega necessarily as a Canadian, but he is Canadian. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he spent so much time in Japan. I think he was like an American in Japan. Uh, yeah, that, I, I bet there are people out there who are surprised to hear that he is Canadian. Not the hardcore fans, obviously. They know it. Uh, I'm obviously not a hardcore Kenny Omega fan. No, <laughs> I feel like I should. I feel like I know this. I knew this, right? Mm-hmm. But here we are. Um, well, it was great. It was really good. Like, great yeah. atmosphere. I love when they get big reactions like that one way or another. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about a lot of wrestling here today. We're going to do a Money in the Bank preview episode here today with jimmy we're going to dive deep into the weeds we're going to look at all of these big matches that are going to be going down here on saturday night we're going to be making our picks and if you're watching us here right now in video form it is because you are watching us on premiere streaming network every tuesday thursday noon eastern come over to premiere streaming network you can watch us and technicolor you can see all the video the only way to watch house of wrestling in video form over here on premiere streaming network you got to sign up for Premier Plus uh, over on watchonpremier.com. And also, if you're enjoying the show, go over to houseofwrestling.com, H-A-U-S of wrestling.com. Lots of great written coverage of everything we're going to talk about here on the show. We did an AEW draft the other day with my buddy EJ Cameron, and we were able to draft two separate, deep, 50-person rosters just using the existing AEW roster page. Isn't that crazy, Jimmy? That's insane. You know what? You know, I get it having that other show on collision because you have an opportunity to display this talent, but at the same time, it just, there's so much wrestling overall on TV right now and you got to make time for it. And, you know, like I said before, you want to stay married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a, it's a lifestyle these days, man. Right. 
I mean, so it's full weekends now. If something pops up on a Sunday, my God. Yeah. It, and then there's like multiple shows stacking up. You want to do a you want to do a fast lane, you want to do a collision, you get to make your choice. Right. You know? I hear you. Man, all right. Well, and of course, if you are listening to us in audio form, you found us over the House of Wrestling podcast feed, not just this show, but all the audio interviews or all the interviews I do in audio form for Inside the Ropes and any House of Wrestling exclusive interviews. Just yesterday on the feed dropped a great interview with Shazza McKenzie, uh, who is a big star, female star on the independence right now. She finally got her green card. Uh, She's popped up in AEW before. So go give it a listen. We'll have some highlights on the site. But with that, Jimmy. We're going from Toronto for Forbidden Door over the pond to London, England now mm-hmm. for Money in the Bank. Did you like my... I, I feel like anytime I do British uh, British impression, it's very offensive. Nah, it, it depends on where you are. If it, if you do it like an Archie Bunker, then you get, uh, yeah, you get the heat. So how do you, how would you describe London pro wrestling fans? Before we get into this, what's the vibe mm-hmm. usually? What do you expect here at the O2 Arena? I think they're going to be alive, especially it's been a while since they've had the product over there. So, you know, I think they're they're looking forward to seeing it live and in living color, so to speak. So I think they will be very receptive to it and they will be very reactionary. And that's what you're hoping for. You want your audience invested and making a lot of noise because your perception is reality. If you hear them on your TV make a noise, it's kind of infectious and you kind of buy into it even more. Yeah, for sure. And are you? Uh, how are you feeling about a Drew McIntyre appearance on this show? You think we're going to see a surprise from Drew or not? I'm hoping because as a, as a friend of Drew's, you know, I, I think he's uh, unfortunately underutilized. But here's an opportunity to get him back in the picture in a big way, mm-hmm. depending on how he d- if he makes a surprise. You know what I mean? And uh, who he makes it against. Mm-hmm. He looks. He looked like such a big star. Hosting the the special the special Olympics coverage and the thing when I was looking at the special Olympics because for those that don't know Drew was just over in Berlin he was the global ambassador for the special Olympics but he looked like he was having such a good time and he looked so refreshed I think that's the thing I noticed about Drew from the special Olympics vignette uh, that we got treated to I think it was this Monday or past Monday but I saw him WrestleMania weekend in Los Angeles. And he was at a Special Olympics event, and that guy does not say no to media appearances. He was run ragged by the end of that weekend. So looking at him, the way he looked in those video packages and stuff, looked like a guy who's very healthy and spry, and and I think is ready to come back right now. That's awesome, because he is very receptive to media, and he's a good interview, and he's... You know, very genuine when you get to speak to him, as you, you've sp- spoken to him. So, you know, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not I'm not playing wrestler now. You're getting Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And it comes across that way. Mm-hmm. So we will see about Drew. Might bring him up here later in the card. We got seven matches here to get into today. And we are going to start off here with the uh, women's tag team championship match. Now, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler just unified with the WWE NXT Tag Team Championships. They're going to take on a returning Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. How are you feeling about Rousey and Baszler uh, with the championships and, and going into this match, Jimmy? I don't know. It's it's funny because, uh, as I recently did in a reference rant, I'm, I'm feeling that Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler are not connecting right now with the audience. There's something there's, there's something there that just doesn't feel like it's clicking. For me, at least, anyways. And I don't know if it's because Rhonda comes off as someone who, as I mentioned earlier with Drew, 
is is playing wrestler as opposed to letting herself be herself and let the people get invested in her. Mm. It's, all, it's, it, it's at times feels like she's going through the motions. Interesting because is she are are they they're heels right now, right? Rhonda and Shayna, they're they're pretty much they're, yeah. they're heels. But that's the thing is you say pretty much. Part of the disconnect I wonder with Rhonda and Shayna right now is I think people kind of want to cheer them, right? Yeah. Well, but, you got the the rowdy Ronda Rousey, and you know you got the Piper colors kind of intermixed in there, and 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 got that. I think you're right. I think people do want to cheer her, but at the same time, presenting them the way they're presenting them, they're coming off as heels. And Shayna Baszler has always been a heel; she hasn't been a babyface, right? Yeah. So you're, I I think people are a little bit maybe that's the disconnect. People are a little confused and don't know whether they want to cheer them or boo them or just the you know. They kind of feel like cool heels to me, right? Which I know is like an overused kind of term, but like, isn't this what you want from a pair of like women, like badass, like we can legitimately kick your ass and you know look good doing it kind of deal with with Rousey and, and Baszler? I think that I, I think there's a lot to I think there's a, I think this is what people kind of always wanted from these two was some kind of like badass heelish type iteration of them. I, I I get the cool heel kind of thing, but at the same time, that's another thing that's being overused lately. True. Almost like the roll-up finish. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Oh when, man, it's everywhere, especially AEW. Most yeah. popular finish. Yeah. But but like with everything else too, when you do something too often, when something's happening too much, then it doesn't feel as special. And maybe that's part of the part of the reason why for it's not clicking for me. Trying to be the cool heel, there's just too many people trying to be cool heel. Yeah, because they're not really. I mean, like, I, I think they gave Rhonda some real, like, straightforward cheap heat lines not long ago, where she was just like ragging on the city or something like that to make right. it clear she's a heel. But she's kind of got to go that length to to get that kind of heel heat right now. When mm -hmm. she goes out there and just tries to carry herself like a badass, people like it. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's right, you're a complete badass. That's incredible," mm -hmm. you know. Right. And you look across the ring at Raquel Rodriguez, uh, and uh, and Liv Morgan here, and look. They're they're both great wrestlers and stuff, but not not. I don't believe they're going to get into an octagon and beat the crap out of Baszler or or Ronda Rousey. You know that kind of mm -hmm. takes me out of it a little bit. They are just so dominant as a duo, right? And especially with that that finish the other night on Raw, where it, yes, it was a roll up. It was kind of like an armbar roll up. At least it was a little creative, but at the same time, they have these big moves that they are kicking out of, and then you have a roll up being the finish. It's that is again happening too often, and it's taking momentum out of matches because people are going, Oh, Oh, there were times where you thought that maybe she is going to pin Rhonda and stuff like that. And then you get a finish like that. And people just, it kind of deflates the room. Yeah, no, totally. And I don't, there's just not a lot of believability here for me heading into money in the bank that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are going to recapture these titles, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I could be very, very wrong here because look, Liv Morgan and Raquel, they had these titles before and, there were plans with them, and I guess Ronda's maybe sticking around a little longer than she may have expected. Maybe we're going to get a surprise here, right? But mm -hmm. with the rumors uh, out there in the reports that they're looking to take these NXT Tag Team Championships down to NXT, you know, have that show get zhuzhed up maybe a little bit by having Ronda's appearance over there, I find it really hard to believe that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are going to take these women's tag team titles on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't see it happening, and I think it's too soon to take these unified titles off the champs right now. Yeah, for sure. And but I do I do hope that this is where we start to really kind of pick a lane, right? With the, with these two because I think we've had a good talk here about why I think the fans have been a bit diffused. If you're going to make them heels, you got Liv Morgan here who is a beloved white meat baby face. If there's anybody you could ever beat down and get a lot of heat doing so on, 
It would be live. So I, I hope we get something creative here that really does shine a light on what is the new persona of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Amen. Yep. Can I get amen? Right. Amen, brother. Preach. Preach. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, a match that was just made official on Monday Night Raw this week. A singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Gunther riding his very long Intercontinental Championship reign into a match here against Matt Riddle. Uh, what, what do you think of this one as we head into it here, Jimmy? I think they're going to have a good match. I, it's going to be hard-hitting. I want to see a more serious Matt Riddle as opposed to bro Matt Riddle. Yeah. But I think we're going to get that on Sunday. But at the same time, there it seems to be a long-term plan here with Gunther and, and, and his long reign, almost similar to what's going on with Roman Reigns in his long reign. You know, it. I think they're going to flirt with that uh, – Record maybe possibly the the honky tonk man record as intercontinental champion, which would be okay with me. Yeah, because Gunther is getting the heat. You know, Imperium is not. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, the people are not liking them as cool heels. That's for sure. No, there's but, there's definitely not a cool heel vibe to Imperium. Yeah. They're they're the bad they're the bad uh, Germans. They're okay, you know. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's 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 working him as a heel, and he's believable in that role. So, uh, you know, hey, ride it out for as long as you can. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it is uh, definitely going to be a, a continuation uh, to uh, uh, to Gunther's reign here uh, going forward. And, yeah, man, building up that whatever they're going to do, whatever they're building up to to him, I don't know if it's him and Roman or or just breaking the Intercontinental streak or, or whatever it may be. Or, or I've heard rumors about him maybe being the Royal Rumble winner next year, you know, going into this. Anything's possible. But then that leaves us on the other side of the coin for this match, which is Matt Riddle, right? And Matt Riddle has been really kind of adrift here in recent weeks. Sometimes he's in with KO and Sami Zayn. Other times he's weirdly in battle royals or rolling around on his uh, on his little skateboard or scooter backstage. Um, what do you think's going on with Riddle right now? It, it seems to me that there's been a devaluing of not of so a devaluing of sorts here in the past several months with Riddle. It feels that way. That's definitely for sure. And I don't know why it almost feels like there's a loss of interest or a loss of uh, uh, interest is maybe the wrong word with, with uh, those in charge thinking that maybe that he's not the guy that we I, thought he was. I don't know. It's just, I think it's, I think it's, and I'm just, I'm going to say this as an educated speculative comment, but I think maturity might be an issue with Matt. I wonder with I wonder because there's always some kind of drama or weirdness with Matt that pops up online. It doesn't always make it into like mainstream wrestling circles, right? right. But there's these little stories that come up about Matt that just go everywhere, right? Mm. And they're never good. And it it does seem like the guy is struggling, right? He has he has come out and he, he went to rehab. There was the whole thing that, that they addressed that. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he, he's working towards finding the, the right groove. And, and I, I think that I think that may be why the rocket has been the, the fuse has been cut a little shorter on the rocket here as of late. I do wonder if maturity yeah. is a factor with Matt. It could it could definitely well be because, you know, and, and now is the time for him to, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, reprove himself. Yeah. And, and try to gain back that. Uh, that uh, position that he had earlier where they, it seemed like they wanted to push him to the moon. Yeah. Especially, you know, putting him beside someone like a Randy Orton. 
mm-hmm. you know, who, who's obviously, you know, a big name there. Uh, so who knows? Maybe this, this is a testing time for for one Mr. Matt Riddle. And, well, you, you bring up Randy Orton here, and Randy Orton, there's been a lot of people out there saying Randy Orton's looking a lot better these days, right? Could be on the other side. I think Booker T came out the other day and said that he thought that Randy Orton's back was doing much better. It may not have been Booker. I may be quoting the wrong person, but I know his, I know Randy's dad said he was doing better, Bob mm-hmm. Orton Jr. Um, regardless, a lot of speculation. Randy may not – I mean, I believe he was around Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend. A lot of people think maybe he could be back in the mix here soon. It would be quite a thing if he were to come back. And, you know, again, Riddle's kind of being looked at. We're all looking past Riddle here with Gunther. Maybe this is a good spot to bring Randy back in and kind of pivot back into the stuff with him and Matt. Yeah, it may it may very well be. And, and, and like you said, it could be a good way to reintroduce RK-Bro. Oh, man. RK-Bro Imperium, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but do you go back to RK-Bro or do you just have Randy like – look like he's going to come back and we're going to get that RK bro. And then he just drops him. Right. Like why even go back to the tag team? We've seen it. I I, I hear you. But at the same time, I don't think fans want to boo Randy because they, they, they've come to like him. They, they appreciate him. And he would, you talk about cool heels. Can you imagine Randy Orton as a cool heel? Yeah. Look, I, I think that if he dropped riddle, I think riddle quickly goes to being the heel. I, <laughs> I think, I think, I think I think I think the crowd would probably chant RKO and then like on Monday night Riddle would get a tepid response that I don't know if you turn Riddle heel or whatever. But again, he's in a weird spot right now where I, I do think they're they're testing him, they're trying things out. Maybe you go back to RK bro, but I feel like we've seen it, right? Yeah. Well yeah. Hit, maybe Riddle maybe Riddle lays out Randy out of nowhere, you know? That might be a di- nice little change to get him on that heel side and see how he handles that. Yeah, I guess so. And and whether people buy into it, you know what I mean? What I like about that is it spins Riddle out of working with Imperium and Gunther, which we've already kind of seen here for a little bit, and moves him into something more SummerSlam-esque, right? You right. know, because that would be the next pay-per-view on the horizon. Mm-hmm. It fits him into doing it a little different picture. So Yeah, yeah, especially, too, like Imperium looks to be uh, going uh, in a little bit of an issue with uh, Sammy and KO right now, so... Yeah, there you go. And so I think we're both on the same page here. I think Gunther, we're, we're pegging to walk away with the title still in hand, I would right? think so. I would yeah. think so, yeah. Okay. I love this next matchup here. A match between two men who WWE creative said, these guys don't need the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> these guys, what are we, we, we going to do with them? Oh, wait. Let's just put them together and let's find out what happens when we put Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley into a program together and it has not been anything overly complicated it has been pretty straightforward i thought that the cheap slap from dominic where he ducked and ran and hid behind Rhea, was about the best way you could have possibly started this program off i've had very very little complaints i'm very much on the hook for this match jimmy i think it'd be great I am too because uh, like, like the nuclear heat that uh, that Dom is getting right now and Cody Rhodes really hasn't lost any steam since WrestleMania. People are still behind him big time, and like you said, you know something keeping it as simple as that slap and hiding behind your girlfriend kind of thing. It it just it's it's so old school. It's new again, yeah. and it's working. And people are like, oh man, they just they're they're buying into this with two two uh, superstars that. 
the audience have bought completely into one way or the other. Look, Dominic, you notice the thing that Dominic did on Monday night too, that was really nice, you know, trying to cut that promo and people were cutting him off with the booing and stuff like that. But it wasn't just him getting upset. It was those subtle facial expressions, the little things that he was doing that he's doing right now, mm-hmm. you know, that helped generate that heat. He, he's as much as he's still learning, He's picked up quite a bit and he's embraced this role and he's believable in this role. And that's what makes this work. It is. It is interesting because, yeah, the vibe in in pro wrestling these days is to go faster and bigger. Right. Mm -hmm. And and Dom is a real throwback, as is Cody, for that matter, in a lot of ways, which is why I'm very interested to see what these two guys can do together, because it is just he's they've had one bit of contact here with this slap. Right. The whole eyebrow thing. I agree with you. Just very, very nice energy uh, back and forth here. And I'm excited to see, because look, I think I think I think Dom's going to somehow get the win here, and I think it's going to. I think maybe Brock Lesnar comes in and and gets involved and 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 cost Cody maybe to set up the rubber match at SummerSlam possibility. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it seems so obvious that Cody's going to beat this guy, and I think old school booking dictates in this position. We don't have a title on the line. You go dirty. You do it. You do. You do a dusty finish on Cody Rhodes. You know, but it could be something like they've been, like you said, the 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 build up to this. Uh, keep it simple, stupid, and it's working. Right. But at the same time, Cody is facing someone from the Judgment Day, right? Yeah. What if one of the members of Judgment Day cost him the match, and then leading into the match later on? Cody gets involved there somewhere, Cosima, and his rivalry with the Judgment Day continues. Maybe, right? Oh, God. Are we going to see Brandy involved? Is she going to come out and even the score with Rhea Ripley? Oh, hmm. you never know. It's not quite the Drew McIntyre surprise, but hey, it, it would be a surprise. I guess I guess one of the reasons I, I don't jump to it, I guess one of the reasons I jumped to Brock Lesnar and not the Judgment Day is we've seen We've seen Cody do so much with the, the Judgment Day already. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really telling that Damian Priest, who has probably a decade of experience on Dominic Mysterio in the business, is like the warm-up act for Dominic Mysterio versus <sighs> Cody Rhodes, right? He's wow. out there He's out there on Monday Night Raw as the go-home guy, mm-hmm. the last big brute that Cody Rhodes has to get through on his way to the, you know, heelish Dominic Mysterio. I, right. I just, I, I think that you, the, 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 the long-term money, the more fun is, yeah, something heelish here. Dominic with the roll-up, something with the pair of knucks, uh, you know, something, right, where he could say, I beat Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is like, I have to take care of Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Right. And after I'm done with him, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? and, and you just keep it going. There's no reason to blow off Dom and Cody this early, I don't think. No, no you're right. And that's the beauty of this. There's so many options here to keep this thing going in one, some form or fashion that it's not, Hey, this is a time to end this rivalry and move on. There's options. And that's the beauty of this thing. You could, you, you there isn't one, it's, you're not going into this saying, okay, let's have this match and then move on. Sorry. I, uh, I got distracted here for a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul by Paul London DMing me. So there you go. Oh, Paul London. Trying oh, to there's out. an old friend. Yeah. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk to him later. I felt bad neglecting him here as we were halfway into our recording and he's very busy right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, put a button on here on Dominic and, and Cody. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I, I, I'm glad that we are seeing 
the light here and that there's more of a creative way you could you could punctuate this match of all the matches of all the matches on the show that you could really do something fun and pull out some kind some kind of surprise something that people aren't expecting that's going to really send people home talking and buzzing this is the match to do it with i i i really hope that this is this is not just 12 minutes a lot of interference that Cody picks up the win, which is very, very likely the case. But I, I would love to see something creative here at the finish. No, I hear you. I keep this thing going. And obviously, Cody winning here wouldn't be the end of the world. But at the same time, if you were to, able to get Dom the cheap win here or the cheaters win or the heel win, can you imagine the heat he would have after that? Oh, man. And that's the kind of heat you can carry, right? Because the mm-hmm. problem and this isn't a problem, really. It's a very good problem. But Dominic's heat is so big, you have to find ways to elevate it even further, right? And when you're when you're already peaking the meter, you got to get pretty creative on ways to take it even further. And beating Cody Rhodes is like if Cody beats you, it's going to take the meter down, right? The, the meter goes down. But you you cheat. You can you could probably push that thing a little bit further up, especially with a guy who wants nothing more than to be the whitest of white meat baby faces of 2023, Cody Rhodes. That guy just dying to be the John Cena of this generation. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and again, like you said, it'll take him down. If you can't elevate that heat because there is pretty high right now, at least keep the momentum rolling. Yes. Yeah. So. All right, this brings us into uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth freaking Rollins is going to be taking on Finn Balor of the Judgment Day. Another Judgment Day match here. See, I don't I don't know that Finn gets involved in the Cody Dom stuff, right? Because he's going to probably be reserved for this. So maybe Hinchman, Damian Priest, probably Rhea Ripley in some fashion. Um, but how are you feeling heading into Rollins? First of all, what do you, how do you feel about Rollins title run that we've seen thus far i guess i'm okay with it i mean like you know i'm still questioning i want to see a little more uh but the the fans have bought into it Uh, he's hugely over it's just incredible listening to them uh singing along their his theme song or or, is it really sick it's more of a yeah "Ah!" exactly yeah i agree singing is not really the right thing yeah yeah not the right term but he's over huge and that's Mm -hmm. the thing and he did that on his own pretty much because that character that he's playing right now, people are looking at him going, what's he supposed to be? And now all of a sudden it's like people are bought, have bought in completely. And, yeah. and uh, as far as does he retain the title here? I think it's too early to take it off. And you got to build this thing up huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, him as a champion, he has to be a champion for a little while. I'm, no doubt that I think they're going to have a great match. Yeah. I, but I, here's, here's where, oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. Go ahead. Cut away. When I talked about uh, the, uh, the uh, Cody Dominic match, if Finn were to at least make an appearance there to create an issue, maybe Cody costs Finn the match here. Man, I, I just, I don't see Cody getting involved in the world title picture anytime soon. I mm-hmm. think they, I think they're trying to keep him out of that, you know? Right. No, I hear you. He doesn't have to be involved in the world title picture, but just getting back at Finn. And then, you know, his, his rivalry continues with judgment day. So post this, Seth can move on to a new challenger, maybe a Drew. Sure. You never know. Or, and, you know, Cody can, can move on with Finn. Possibly. I just think, I think he's going to get back on the tracks with Brock, if not at Money in the Bank, then the Monday Night Raw after. Because there's just, it's uh, the rubber match at SummerSlam makes way too much sense. There's been too much smoke around the fire. I, if you would do something with Finn coming out of it, right. it'd have to be pretty short term, you know? Right. 
Yeah. Right? No, I hear you. But uh, I think people are expecting the Brock thing. So maybe they're going to throw a curveball. You never know. You never know. I, I will say this about Finn. This program with Seth has absolutely proved that this guy is a main event heel. Um, I thought the stuff with Edge was good, but it, it never quite got to where I think it should have been. It always felt a little off. I think they were hurt at Mania when they, the sun was still up for their Hell in a Cell match, which was not supposed to be the case. There was a lot of injuries on that show that messed up the timing of how that was all supposed to go down. And then there was the injury in the cell itself that was all messy and all that. So I've enjoyed this program because I think it's really showed Finn as just the dastardly heel that he is playing against a really mm. hot baby face in Seth Rollins. It's, you know, the kind of simple dynamic that we're praising in Cody and Dominic and the kind of, it's the kind of stuff that draws money. I, this has been the the best. I think this has been the best. You could not have asked for an initial better initial program for Seth Rollins and having kind of the Braun breaker stuff happened mm-hmm. at the same time, which was kind of like popcorn. Right. It, it shows him as a defend, a fighting champion. A lot of people want to fight him. They see him as very, very important. That's a good thing subliminally for mm-hmm. wrestling people to see a lot of people going for one person. I've just been very impressed by both these guys. Not, I know Rollins is over like Grover, but I think Finn Balor has made a lot of really good, smart moves during this program. and just shown why he is a top-level guy. This program. Right. Exactly. And in this current iteration as leader, basically leader of Judgment Day and this evil persona that he has right now, when you talk about embracing it and making people believe, you can tell that he is enjoying playing this character, for lack of a better term. It's coming out as it feels almost genuine. And you're thinking, hey, I thought Finn was a nice guy, but man, he seems like such a dirty, dastardly SOB, you know? <laughs> and, and and it's the power of the group, you know? It, it, it's such a hodgepodge group of people that, mm-hmm. you know, if the personalities didn't click, this thing would have just looked weird and come off wrong. But these four people, Rhea, Damien, Dom, yeah. and Finn, they all looked at each other, and I think they said, what makes us different is what's going to make us strong. And right. the way they've all pulled a little bit of something from each other to try to kind of make this four-headed beast that that feels cohesive in some way mm-hmm. um it's just it's wonderful i i hope that this group does not go i hope that they're around for a while i don't want yeah. them breaking up anytime soon it'd be very sad for me the, the seeds have been planted for that in the future but again there's no rush and when you like i talked about something not clicking earlier this group is clicking big time all right, now we are going to move into the money in the bank matches. We'll save the Bloodline Civil War for the main event, as I'm sure it will be on Saturday night. We'll start here with the men's money in the bank match. Uh, we have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Uh, interesting group. Logan Paul, of course, was the uh, last person added to this, and I just kind of put himself into it best I can tell. Um, so uh, how, how are you, uh, how are you, how are you feeling about this year's uh, pool of money in the bank competitors? Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the combatants. I think it's going to be a very entertaining match. Let's put it that way. And I know people are, are kind of torn with who they want to see when, well, maybe not. A lot of people are looking at LA Knight, which to me seems like a logical choice because the money in the bank uh, briefcase is, perfectly suited for a heel persona and someone like an LA Knight who can talk and, and do it all. It just fits him so well. But at the same time, from a business standpoint, I could understand the idea of having someone like a Logan Paul as your money in the bank briefcase winner, because he brings so many eyes 
outside of the WWE to the product and you may, you know, get people to stick around as opposed to just coming in to check out Logan Paul. Yeah. They may, they may buy in and say, Hey, you know what? This, this, this pro wrestling thing ain't as bad as I thought it was. This is pretty entertaining because again, you can watch any TV show with a suspension of disbelief as they call it. And wrestling is one that you should be watching that way. Yeah. I think, you know, I, uh, like I said, Wei Ting was on here last week. Wei Ting, he was just all about Logan Paul winning this thing. Best mm -hmm. business decision you could possibly make. Mm -hmm. Right. And he thinks it's just so great. He sold me on it, man. You know, I think LA Knight, I would love to see LA Knight win here, this right here, but it would come out of nowhere, right? He hasn't mm -hmm. had a big, real big win on a right. pay-per-view. The last big program he did was Bray Wyatt at the top of the year. And that wasn't exactly like lighting the world on fire. He has done a great job of getting himself over against all odds and mm -hmm. is starting to move into that kind of uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, Kofi Kingston, to a lesser extent, Mustafa Ali territory, mm -hmm. these beloved underdog Sami Zayn-esque that, you know, you want to root for because you feel like they're being held back. And I think one of the things that Way said to me that was just so smart was if you give it to LA Knight, you can't say you're holding him back. So, like, WWE's really trying to Brian Danielson, this guy, and get the crowd to really be like, why aren't you pushing LA Knight? You have him and Logan Paul at the top of the ladder at this thing. Logan Paul hits that guy with a bottle of Prime. He falls through a table, and Logan Paul walks away with that briefcase. You know? Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, you know what? You explaining what Wade said last week just sold me as well. Well, he didn't say the Prime Energy, but I threw that in there. That was this, oh. just... That was just how it's been riffing. But you get the idea, right? Like, yeah. Logan, Logan Paul, he can take the briefcase everywhere. L.A. Knight getting this close, but having it taken away from him. You know mm -hmm. the fans are just going to get doubly pissed, you know, the next night and mm -hmm. really just go even more crazy for this guy that they don't understand why you didn't give him money in the bank, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, and it works in two ways. You get that, again, the heat on Logan Paul that you want to get. Yeah. And more eyes, like we said, because of the, his following. And at the same time, you're, you're, you're getting, gaining that sympathy for, for L.A. Knight. It, it, it's, it's a win-win situation. I am wondering what Logan Paul, what crazy thing Logan Paul is going to do in this match. Because mm. he has figured out that pro wrestling is a means to creating gifts. And so he's not showing up unless he gets to do at least one insane thing in this match that will be replayed over and over again on Sports Center. So yeah. it's a ladder match, a lot of crazy things possible. Uh, I'm excited to see what he pulls out in this one. I'll just say that, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what he pulls out. That's one thing that Logan Paul has learned very quickly in this business. It's all about moments. People you say, you know, hey, you know, did you see this match? Did you see that match? Did you see this match? But there's so many memories that people go, do you remember this oh, yeah. in particular? Do you remember that? Like when you talk about WrestleMania 17, what was the main event, blah, blah, blah. People remember that spear when Jeff was hanging from the from from the the belts and, and edge spearing him off the ladder. And, you know, it's moments like that that people remember. For I, I, and I'll, I'll throw in on top of that. I think I saw Mick Foley live show one time and he talked about how him and Undertaker's Hell in a Cell moment was like the first gift ever he's like when the internet got going and people started sharing these little video clips around reacting to things he's like mm -hmm. anytime there was something that was like a car crash or like oh my life's in shambles or whatever 
they right. put up this little gif of Mick being thrown off top of Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, didn't even cut you off there, but I was just yes and no. Yeah. No, no, that's cool. That's jacked cool. up on coffee here today. There just you go. Rolling today, Jimmy. Just off there. the rails. Um, all right. So, so I have I sold you? A, did I give you the sale on Logan Paul, or do you do you still want to go with L.A. Knight? Do you have a pick here? No, I, I think again the, the, you can go two ways here, but the, from the from a business standpoint, and that's what it is—the wrestling business. Logan Paul makes the most sense, but especially you know, he, too because the the way he got into the match too, he he, he talked to those in charge yeah. who got in into the match, you know that kind of thing. It's all little things that make people go, "Oh, I don't want this guy to win," and then when he does, you know. I'm looking, I'm looking at this lineup here, and you know, I'm starting to maybe I'm getting now, I'm now I'm getting in my head. I'm like, well, if LA Knight and Logan Paul are both obvious picks, maybe there's a third pick that I'm not seeing right now. Because those two guys could be taken out. And is it Damian Priest? Priest right? is the guy who just came to my head when you said yeah, a third pick. Yeah, is, da- is Damian Priest the sleeper here? Because L.A. Knight, we've made a very good case here, doesn't need that briefcase because he's the brain of Danielson. Right. Logan Paul, we've made a good case for why he'd be good with the briefcase, but we think we've also made a case for why he doesn't need the briefcase, right? Damian Priest is the, is the walking muscle in Judgment Day with the briefcase or Santos Escobar who's like the leader of LWO. They're yeah. like a top merch seller for the company right now. Right now, yeah. But you still, know? yeah. Right. I, I don't know. But again, as a top merch seller, as a baby face. Uh, and and I, for me, it just feels, uh, I don't know, better suited for a disliked heel to be the Money in the Bank briefcase winner because then you, you don't want to see him cash in. And when he does finally cash in, you go, you got to be kidding me. All right. Well, let's move over here to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Io Sky, and Trish Stratus. So mm-hmm. would you like to see this go to a woman uh, who's on the verge of breaking out like an Io Sky? Or would you like to see somebody with Trish walking around uh, saying that she could possibly hold, it, hold the title one more time? Uh, you can make an argument for that. But at the same time, you can have someone like an Io Sky look like they're ready to grasp that woman's money in the bank briefcase and have someone like a Bailey take her out and snag that briefcase before her. Yeah. And again, there you go. And now you've got the turn, you know, EO sky and Bailey have an issue and because the seed has been planted there as well. Yeah. No, hundred percent. A little dissension. So uh, maybe Bailey costs her the win and she gets the money in the bank briefcase. And I, I know I keep saying that the money in the bank briefcase is better suited for, for a heel to cash in by nefarious means, you know, obviously there is an argument to be made for a baby face holding it and calling their shot. Yes. And making it look good. You know what John I mean? John Cena did that, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't know. There just it seems to be you can have a little more fun if Bailey takes out EO Sky and, and snags it away from her, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm 100 percent feeling that we're going to see the dissolution of damage control in this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think Bailey and EO Sky are going to continue to coexist for that much longer. If reports are true that the company sees a lot of potential in EO Sky, making, turning her into a baby face that can feud with the Tristratus certainly makes a lot of sense. I, I think I think you're on the... I, I kind of thought maybe EO popping Bailey off, taking the briefcase, but yeah, I, I kind of want Bailey to take it now because I'm with you. I think she'd be better with it as a, as a purebred heel. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, for me, it does anyways. And, and again, it, it, it they could... Uh, have a little feud going themselves, you know, you screwed me and stuff like that. Hey, but I'm the leader of this group damage control. You're not my leader. 
not anymore or whatever the case may be, you know. Sure. All right. Last match on the card here. The Bloodline. Civil War. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman taking on the Usos. Um, this is a, the, I, I have to believe this will main event the show. Mm-hmm. Anything Roman Reigns does is now the ultimate, is the immediate main event of any programming. Um, I mean, is it really, I mean, the match will deliver. It's more mm-hmm. about like, what's the big twist, right? What's the next big step in the storyline, you know? Yeah. Because this has been the story of the year in the WWE for a long time. Anyways, let's say I say a year, who knows, but the bloodline storyline has been dominant as far as what people have been invested in big time. And Roman Reigns has been killing it as as head of the table. And this dissension with the Usos versus their brother Solo and, and, you know, family members, it's, it's a family squabble. Yeah. And that's, what's got people going. And you talk about little twists. There's always the possibility because you thought that Jimmy and Jay were going to have an issue with each other, but they're on the same page for now, at least. Why is Solo siding with with Roman the whole bit? Maybe another family member gets introduced. Uh, I have, it, it, I, have a, I have, I have, I've thought about that. And Tomatonga is not blood, but he has been rumored to be about in in the wings potentially, and he would certainly be a fresh face in this whole situation. Yeah, and what? Why not bring Dad in? Oh yeah, just, just say hey. You know what? I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here, but I'm here to see to witness what, what what's going on, and you guys have to figure this out. Yeah, along those lines, and who knows? Maybe he sides with uh, somebody. Well, and the thing for me, I'm not total. I you know, where's Paul Heyman in all this? Is he? Mm-hmm. You know, what is Paul Heyman managing the Usos for a little while look like? Right, where mm-hmm. Roman Reigns does not have his wise man by his side because. A Roman Reigns without a wise man is like a gun without a silencer, right? It is going to be a lot bigger and louder than it was before. And I, 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 I've been looking at Paul here and wondering, is, is, he, is he somehow going to be part of the next layer of the onion in the bloodline storyline at the Interesting. moment? Interesting. And, uh, you know, and Paul Heyman uh, is, if you're going to do it with somebody, he's the guy to do it with. And it's just, there's, again, here's another situation where there are options and possibilities at, that all could work yeah. depending on how it's presented. It's not like, oh, it'll only work if so-and-so does this and so-and-so does that. No. What if the Usos, what if one of the Usos is being set up by his brother? You know what oh. I mean? You know, something like that. What if uh, Solo has enough and joins his other two brothers? And you know what I'm saying? There, there are options here that you can go that people could buy into. Yes, I agree. And there that's the thing is there's a lot. That's what I love about this. It's like a choose your own adventure. I'm sure that the writer's room right now has like four ideas pinned to the board that they've like whittled down. And they're like, these are the best four things that we could possibly think of to do out of this situation at the moment. That's And that's a, that's a good problem to have when you have many options that can work. All right. Now, here's the hard part, the pre the prediction part of it, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it is easy to say that Solo Sokoa will eat a pinfall here after multiple double super kicks from the Usos and Roman Reigns then loses, but doesn't lose the title, has every reason to get upset. What do you, uh, now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. That seems like if I had to put money on a situation, that's probably where I'd put it. But what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I could, I could see that happening. Like you said, it seems like the most logical situation, but I think that solo has been defeated a little too much lately or been dominated and, and should not eat another pin. Let's put it that way. Uh, maybe we do see a little bit of a swerve though. 
Mm. When was the last time? When was the last time you've seen anybody pin Roman? I was also thinking, like, one of the bigger things you could do was, yeah, you got to th- literally find a kitchen sink and throw it at him with the ref's mm-hmm. back is turned. Right. And, you know, but, yeah, if the Usos could find a way to plant the shoulders of Roman. Mm. What if the kitchen sink ends up being solo? Uh, but, you know, again, what is he going to do? He's going to get into the match, he's going to fight the Usos, and all of a sudden he's going to be like, no, the whole plan was at the area, and I'm going to turn it I know, that's, that's the problem. How do you do it in a way that, that makes sense? you got to fill half an hour here, buddy. You can't do it, that right out of the gate. Exactly. <laughs> but, again, like you said, maybe the family grows, and we get an introduction of somebody new. I like that. Hey, you know, I'm sure that uh, the grizzled young veterans or whatever they're called, the dyad in NXT, would love to see Ava Rain get called up to be a part of that. You know, just seems like they're itching for it. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our Money in the Bank preview and prediction show here today. This was absolutely fantastic. Exceeded every one of my expectations. It is always nice to just talk wrestling. We're not we're not in any hurry. We're just going to go through it and we're going to talk out loud. I love Jimmy Cordero so much. Um, and if you like this, if you like this, uh, come back tomorrow on the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Uh, I am in London at Money in the Bank, and I will be on Media Row, and I will be dropping a couple of house of uh, interviews with WWE stars on the podcast feed on Friday, and we will have some video coverage of that on our various platforms and uh, and everything like that. So so please support that, and of course come back here every Tuesday, Thursday, Premier Streaming Network. Uh, to check out House of Wrestling and all the other great content that Premiere uh, puts up every week and month. So, Jimmy, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap up today? Well, uh, I, like like you, uh, first of all, I'd like to say ha- have a safe trip. Enjoy the uh, the Money in the Bank and uh, all the stuff over there in the UK. Thank but uh, for me, you can catch me on Monday nights and Wednesday nights doing post-show uh, recaps of Raw and and uh, AEW Dynamite, respectively. Respe- uh, is that yeah, respectively. Yeah. You and, do it uh, respectfully, but you also do them respectively. Yes. There you go. Uh, what he just said. And uh, also, you know, obviously the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and RJ is our host. We do that every week, and uh, we have a blast. Just, just you know, some old uh, old stripers talking wrestling. And, of course, my daily Reffing Rants from Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms where I don't. I critique, but I don't critique to tear down. I critique to help tighten screws and want to see things get elevated and get better. In my, from my point of view, in my opinion. Hey, I would. Hey, listen to Jimmy. Free advice, right? Go take it. It's on the ground. Oh, you see a dollar on the ground? I'll oh, pick it up. It's a dollar now, right? Jimmy Cordero sees a dollar bill on the ground. Go pick him up, okay? Um, uh, I am at Nick House at Nick underscore House over on Twitter. Thanks for dropping in House of Wrestling today, everybody. Go grab your shoes, grab your hats, coat, say hi, say goodbye to Willow. Whatever you need to do, get out the door. But remember, you're welcome back anytime. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. 
Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.